I'm ready to go. They're going to pass the basket. The basket's going to pass the basket. I'm just ready. Come on, somebody. Amen. Praise the Lord. If, if, if you have your Bible, turn with me to the book of Luke. The book of Luke. The book of Luke. Thank you, Jesus. I'm sorry. I, I lied to you. The book of Philemon. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, sister. God bless you. Come on, amen. Come on, give Belinda a great clap offering, amen. Awesome, awesome work. Worship team doing a great job. The kids are being dismissed, amen. I want to minister today. Um, someone say being sold out. Someone say sold out. Sold out. When when you you see on us, you see some place will say sold out. That things have been sold out. There's nothing there no more. Or, or, there's nothing in that place because everything has been sold out. And 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 it's thing that got me is. Is when before I got saved, I was sold out. I was sold out to the streets. I was sold out to what I was doing. I was sold out to madness that I paid for it with my life. My blood, sweat, and tears went into that. And, 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 it, and it caused a lot of damage and it caused a lot of pain. It caused a lot of hurt. It caused a lot of issues, uh, uh, things happening because when you're sold out for something, it shows. When you're sold out for something, there is repercussions. And so today, I want you to know today, God is looking for people or for a generation to become sold out. Come on, somebody. Sold out for Jesus. Someone say sold out for Jesus. It's a generation now that doesn't know what it is to be sold out. It's a generation of people that are forgetting what it is to be sold out for the Lord. And so what happens is that they love Jesus, but they don't stop sinning. Can I get an amen? We talked about open windows. We talked about open doors. And when God is opening windows and he's opening doors, we got to say, God, I'm sold out for you because of what you're doing for me. I'm sold out because how, how grateful that I am. I'm not that same individual. I'm not that same person. I'm not that same woman. I'm not that same man. I've been saved by the blood of the lamb and my life has been changed and rearranged. Can somebody get excited in this place? Woo, come on, somebody. It sounds like a bunch of grateful people in this church. My God. Go, go, go to Philippians. I'm going to do Philippians. Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, verse 8 and 9. And I want to read this out of the Message Bible. And I love how it says it. Verse 7 says this. The very credentials these people are waving around as something special, I am tearing up and throwing out with the trash. Along with everything else I used to take credit for. And why? Because of Christ. Yes, all things I once thought were so important are gone from my life. Compared to the high privilege of knowing Christ Jesus as my master, <laughs> my first hand, everything I once thought I had going for me is insignificant. He calls it dog dung. Hello, somebody. He says, I've dumped it all in the trash so that I could embrace Christ 
and be embraced by him. I don't want some petty, inferior brand of righteousness that comes from keeping a list of rules when I can get the rebose kind that comes from trusting Christ, God's righteousness. Come on, somebody. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you today, God, that we can be transparent to you, Father, that you can speak to us, oh God, that we will be sold out for you, Father God, a sold out generation, God, that will love you like never before, Father, in the name of Jesus. And everybody says, amen. amen. Come on, give the Lord a great clap offering. I need you to see here, and he, Paul is saying these words. He says, every credential and everything that I possess is dog dung. It is waste. It is nothing. Every material thing, every other thing, this means nothing to me. He says, what all that counts to me is that Jesus Christ loves me. Come on, somebody, that he died on the cross for me. He says, that's what I want to embrace. I want to embrace Christ and him embrace me. I want to be a different man. I want to be changed because Paul was a psycho. Can I get it? Amen. See, when you're sold out, you're eager to learn and to change. I don't know about you, when I got saved 28 years ago, man, I was eager to change. I got saved and I said, God, you're real. Jesus, I need you. I'm all mished up. Help me. I need to change my mind. I need to change my heart. I need to change my attitude. Can I get an amen? Am I preaching to anybody here? So, so you got to be eager to say, God, I want to be sold out. Because there are signs that will show we're not sold out. Just like when you see a building that says sold out. But hold on, there's a couple couches in there. And there's some laps left inside there. And, and there's a bed inside there. Hold on, you ain't sold. Who, who, who are those? See, when we're sold out, there's things that leave us. There's things that depart from us. You see, when Jesus, amen, called the disciples, they became sold out. The Bible says he tells them to follow me. Someone say, follow me. me. You know what they did? They left their nets and followed him. Oh, come on, somebody. They they left everything they had and they were sold out. And they said, Jesus, we're going to follow you. Jesus is looking for followers that are sold out. That'll say, okay. I know I need to work on some things, but I want to give everything up so I can serve you. My God. Wow. The disciples were crazy people. They were fishermen. They were tax collectors. They were doctors. They were all men of different backgrounds, but they were willing to follow Jesus and become sold out for him. Wow. Someone say sold out. I need you to see that church because in this generation we become passive Christians. We become lukewarm Christians. We become compromising Christians. But it, I, it don't take that we don't, we don't love. We do love Jesus. But we're not selling out the way we should. Oh, but when we were in the world, oh, Jesus Ain't nobody can take you out of that bar. 
Ain't nobody can get you out of that party. Come on, somebody. You will party all night long. Hey, you were the after party. Come on, somebody. You, 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 could, you, you were sold out. You didn't care. You would go and you would use all your rent money, everything you had to do your dope. Oh, you don't hear me. I'm in the wrong church. I'm in the, I don't know you were crazy. You know, I'm talking to the ladies. Hello, somebody. You were sold out. And then we get saved. And we're like, I... So, so the disciples were sold out. Look at Zacchaeus was sold out. Zacchaeus was a greedy tax collector. This guy was crazy. In Luke chapter 9, verse 1 through 10, you can write it down. Look in your notes later on. Luke chapter 19, verse 1 through 1 through 10. He, 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 he's a short man, he's, and, he, and Jesus is coming, and he runs up to treat, man. Because he wants to hear from Jesus. He wants to see Jesus, man. So he goes up and, and Jesus is there talking, talking, and Jesus looks and says, hey man, he goes, today we're gonna go eat at your house. Just paraphrasing. He goes, oh man, he goes, gets ready, and God ministers to him. And he starts tripping, he says, man, if whatever I gotta give, I'm gonna give back. And if I gotta give double, I'll give double. I'm, I'm gonna do it, because he was sold out. He had a transformation, he changed his life. He says, I need to do what God called me to do. I'm not gonna do half-hearted. Then we have the prodigal son. Oh man, the prodigal son. A rebellious kid. Anybody ever been rebellious here? Oh man, the whole church just got saved, hallelujah. A rebellious, stubborn kid says, give me what's mine. I'm out of here, I can do it my way, I don't need nobody. And he took off and there he was messing around out there drinking and partying, being crazy. And all of a sudden wasting all that he had, his whole inheritance. And there he is right there with the pigs, eating the pig junk. And he comes to his senses and he says, man, my, the servants of my dad's house eat better. But sometimes we gotta get down to the pig pen. Some of us, we, we, we still got a little money left so we, we, we know we're not eating with the pigs yet. And so, so, so he's eating with the pig pen and then he goes, man, I got to go. I got to go back. Come on, somebody. I got to go back. And he runs back to the, to, to the father and the father sees him and he says, man, get a robe, uh, get a cow, get the ring. We're going to have a party tonight because my son is back. My daughter is back and we're going to have a party. And they sold out. We look at the woman at the well. Hello, somebody. This girl was sexually active. She was a hoochie mama. You don't hear me, though. She was undercover. Hello, somebody. She had a phone number. It was the wow, wow, wow. Jesus showed up, and Jesus began to talk to her. And she goes, I ain't got a man. He goes, I know you don't. You got five. And it wasn't that song, I got five on it. It wasn't that song. My 80 babies out there, hallelujah. And that's in John chapter 4, 7 through 26. And, and even the disciples, they, when they show up, Jesus talking to them, the disciples don't say nothing. They're like, oh, Jesus. 
we know her. But Jesus talks to her, ministers to her, and her life changes. Come on, her life changes. She becomes sold out and she starts sharing the gospel. Mm. I'll give you two more and we're going to move on. We talked about Paul at the beginning. Paul was a persecutor of the Christians. And he had an encounter with God in Acts chapter 9, verse 3 through 6. He had an encounter with God and God deals with him and God breaks him off. And Paul's life changes from a persecutor to a glorifier of Christ. Come on, somebody. From lifting up the name of Jesus. Wow. Why am I saying this? Is because when you're sold out, you will make history. Oh, come on, somebody. When you're sold out, you're going to make a change. You're going to make a difference. Come on, say sold out. Sold out. It's very important that we understand this, church. Go to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Verse one says this, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is a reasonable service. My Lord. He says, you have to become a living sacrifice. You're gonna have to be sold out, brother. Come on, you're going to have to sell out for Jesus and say, God, here I am. Let me be a living sacrifice. Let me become sacrificial for you. Not only that, but let me be holy. Wow, unacceptable to you, Father. I, I, I think that we get saved and we like the holiness. We love Christ, but we battle with things. And we battle with the same thing for so long that we can never transition to a place God wants us to thrive. So there's nothing wrong in battling things. But don't keep that thing, the very thing that keeps you out or keeps you from thriving. You have to fight the things that are trying to stop you from being sold out for Jesus. You guys with me? He goes in verse 2, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. By the renewing of your what? Your mind. That you may be proven that is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Wow. Don't allow yourself to get caught up with everything. Because if you do, you will allow yourself to be sold out. We're, we're, we're sold out to a lot of stuff that, that has no meaning. And that's what Paul was telling us. He was telling us in the book of Philippians, he was telling us that he goes, that don't mean nothing. When all, it's all said and done, it, it, it don't mean nothing. And it's become meaningless. But because we are carnal and we are human and we're in the flesh, we think that's where it's all at. But we are also spirit. And our spirit is anemic. And our spirit is starving. And it wants us to feed it. And when we begin to feed it, we begin to change. And we are those individuals that are ready to make a difference. Come on. We are, we are us standing up with our head up. And whatever people say, you can say what you want. I'm sold up for Jesus because I love Jesus and he loves me. We got any Jesus lovers in this house? Come on. Do you have anybody who loves Jesus in this house? 
See, when, when you're sold out, church, you give your life to Jesus. <laughs> oh, come on, somebody. Go, go, go to John, 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. Say these words. If we confess with our sins, he is faithful and just to what? Forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He gets us back on track. He takes us from death to life. We were once on our way to hell. Now we're on our way to heaven. Come on, so we're on our way to destruction. We're on our way to peace now. And so you're saying, and I'm saying, God, I'm going to give my life to you. How does that look like when you give your life to God? You're saying, I'm becoming a new creation. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. What does that say? Anybody know that scripture? Anyone in Christ sees a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, the old new things are coming. And so, so when, you, when you are giving your life to Christ, you're a new creation. What does that look like? A new lifestyle. Oh, come on, somebody. So it's a new lifestyle. A new lifestyle. That means your old lifestyle, it ain't sold out. Oh, that means the old way of doing things it don't mean you're sold out. If you're still going to leave here and go pound the little few ones, you ain't sold out. If you're going to leave here right now and go smoke a little bit, hello, then you ain't sold out. You might love Jesus, but you ain't sold out. You might love Jesus, but you're still on your way to hell. Hey, somebody. Oh, you don't have. Can we get a little, can we get a little deeper? We're going, Hallelujah. That means I can't continue my old way and expect to be sold out for God. Because that means as soon as my old way gets hurt, I'm gone. That's why we can't be in the flesh. Because the flesh is a monster. How many of your flesh ever talked to you? Your flesh ever told you that, you know, <laughs> your flesh talks to you. You know you want to do that. You know you want to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you think it's, it's not the devil, it's just your flesh. Do a little dance. Here what, what, who's listening to music here today? It's all coming off today. Here we go. So it, it's, it's, when you give your life to Jesus, there's a new creation, there's a new lifestyle, there's a new purpose. So say new purpose. There's a new purpose. So my motivation is moving me now to do the things of God. My purpose before was to do this, do that, be cycle, do this, do all the other things. But now that you got saved and you're sold out to Jesus and your life has been transformed, you have new motives. And you're motivated in a new way. Church gets you going. Yeah, I can't wait to go to church. I can't go to prayer. I can't wait to connect. I can't wait to do this. I can't wait to do this. That's your new purpose is to glorify the name of Jesus. Oh, come on, somebody. It's to glorify the name of Jesus, and it's not just in church. It's when I'm at work. 
It's when I'm at school, when, when I'm at my job, when I'm in the streets, when I'm at work, whatever I'm doing, I'm going to glorify the name of Jesus. Why? Because that's my new motive. It's my new lifestyle. It's Jesus. You, you give your life to Jesus because you have a new destiny. You have a new future. There's a new future, guys. Tell your neighbor, you got a new future. Tell your other neighbor, you got a new future. There's a new future for you. Hey, man, what, what looked like the pit of hell, what looked like destruction, what looked like divorce, what looked like separation, what looked like misery, now doesn't look like that. God said, oh, man, I'm going to give you a future and a hope of the book of Jeremiah. He has good things for us. He's not out to hurt us. He's not out to belittle us. That's why Paul says, I'm not here trying to do a set of rules. I just want to serve Jesus. Oh, and when you love Jesus, you don't want to do wrong. You want to do right. Are you guys with me? So, so a sold up individual gives their life to Jesus. One more to that part. He surrenders his will. Oh, Jesus, I just cussed. Your will. The will of man is the hardest thing to surrender. No, pastor, no. I'm not asking for it. Jesus is asking for it. I, I, I don't want your will. God wants your will. It's the, it's the will that men battle to give to God. Jesus says, not my will, but your will be done. He fought and he was there and he was drinking the cup of pain. And there he is drinking the cup of pain. And there was two brothers earlier that said, I want the right. You need to let them. He looked at him. He says, huh, can you drink what I'm about to drink? He says, I don't think so. He goes, because you don't even know what you're asking. He says, because I don't even think I can. And so there he is with the cup of pain because it hurts to surrender your will. Because then you feel helpless. You feel, because that will was what gets you up to do certain things and do certain stuff. But when you surrender that will to God, God begins to do some things for you. God begins to do some things through you. God begins to do some, oh my Lord. When I surrendered my will to God, it, it was hard, but it was worth it. I'll never forget it. I was sitting in a restaurant. Me and my wife, we weren't married yet. That was like 25 years ago, about 25 years ago. And we were going to get married. And we're sitting, and I, I'm, I didn't get my will up because I got married. That's not the picture. Oh, yeah, that was supposed to be funny. I guess it wasn't. All right, here we go. My pastor was right there. And I was working, and we're making money, and I was sitting there. And I seen my will, and I seen God's will. And he says, Edgy, because I was working, making good money, we're about to get married. Uh, nobody in their right mind would do that, but that's me. I'm crazy like that. And so then I said, okay, Lord, not my will. Because my will looks good anyways because, hey, it's a good thing I'm going to do. I'm working. I'm going to get married. going to have a family. So it looked good. Sometimes things that are good are not always a God thing. I don't have nothing against, but listen to what I'm saying. So I'm sitting here. Here's my will. And here's my good thing. 
He tells me, Angie, will you give full, your full self to full, full ministry? And I said, yes, sir. He goes, hold on, you don't want to pray? I go, what do I need to pray for? Because if I go pray, I don't think I'll do it. <laughs> and I went from making such and such and such to $50 a month. I surrendered my will there. Because my will had a lot of good ideas, a lot of great, crazy, good ideas. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Good but not the will of God, but good. See, good, sometimes we think it's the will of God. David thought it was good to pull the Ark of the Covenant, because it was a good idea, and move it on a barrel, and it was going, and somebody touched it, and somebody died, and they left it there. Because that's not the way you move the Ark of the Covenant. You move it by the Levites, and they would get it, and put it on, and, and, on poles, and one on one side, and they would carry it. That's how you carry the Ark of the Covenant. But he had a good idea and people get hurt. So a lot of our good ideas hurt people. And so do you know how when he went back, he went with the Levites and, and just, just and you can look it up. I'm not sure if it was three steps or seven steps. I think it was three or seven steps. I can't remember how many, but every time they did, they stopped and sacrificed and again <laughs> and sacrificed because they were killing their flesh because your flesh will rob you of God's will <laughs> got fleshly in here got two people clapping <laughs> so here we go here we go here we go I'm gonna say surrender my will Surrendering your will will get you sold out. Some of you guys say, Pastor, I've been wanting to sell it, but I don't know how. Surrender your will. Am I telling you go get a job for 50 bucks? That's not what I'm saying. That's, I'm just saying you need to know there's things that are keeping you from being sold out. So is it my lifestyle? Is it my motives? Is it my future? Is it my will? Look at it. When you're sold out, you want to share the gospel. Someone say, share the gospel. Share, you want to share the gospel? Come on. You want to share the gospel? Go to 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. Oh, I'm loving this. Man, I woke up this in my spirit. Man, I was just, this is all I can talk about all day today. I was excited. 3.15 says these words. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who ask you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. My God. He says, you got to be ready, man. You got to know what you're talking about. You better know your word. So when people tell you, hey, why are you so happy? Oh, let me tell you why. Oh, man, his name is Jesus, and he's not the gardener. Hey, his name is Jesus. Someone say Jesus. 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 Come on, someone say Jesus. Jesus. What's, his, what's his name? Jesus. What's his name? Jesus. What's his name? Jesus. Who set you free? Jesus. Come on, give the Lord a great cloud offering. Amen. Woo. Ready to share the gospel of Jesus. He's the reason why I smile. He's the reason why I get up. He's the reason why my wife still loves me. Hello, somebody. Because if I didn't have Jesus, she would not love me. 
Believe me, I didn't even love myself when I didn't have Jesus. But 23 years later, we are still loving Jesus. Can someone say amen? It was six steps, okay? My wife texts me, six steps, hallelujah. That's why, that's, that's 23 years of marriage right there. Hey, man, she even sent me the scripture, hallelujah. I'll tell you the scripture. It's Sam, 2 Samuel 6, 13. Thank you, sweetheart, amen. <laughs> and, and so to, we gotta be ready to share the word, guys. So that means sold out, means I need to get in my word. I need to, you don't need to be a theologian. You don't need to be a philosopher. You don't need to be no Greek or Hebrew or Arabic or all this crazy. You, all you need to do is know the simplicity of the gospel that Jesus set you free. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. For those who worship him should not perish but have everlasting life. You got to know the basics of Romans, the road of Romans. And if you don't know them, there's a flyer outside right there. And it shows you all the scriptures. How you can tell people that Jesus loves you when you're still yet sinner. That we're all sinners say, come on, somebody. And then it has a sinner's prayer right there, too. Amen. So you can use that. So we have to be ready. A sold out individual wants to share the gospel. Go to Mark chapter 16, verse 15. Mark 16, verse 15 says these words. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. And he who believes is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. My God. And those signs will follow those who believe in my name. And they will cast out demons and they will speak with new tongues. My Lord. They will take up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt them. Come on. They will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Come on, somebody. God says, not only do I give you the gospel, but I give you power and authority. Come on. Amen. So you share the gospel. When you're sold out, you share the gospel to those who are hurting. To people that are hurting, you share the gospel with your loved ones. You got to tell your loved ones about Jesus, man. Amen. Amen. They might not listen, but they're going to, one day they're going to listen. Come on, one day they're going to listen, and they're going to know very where where to go to. My my family, they want to listen to me, but all of a sudden, it took years, and they listened, and all of a sudden, my mom would call me all the time, can you pray for me? Can you pray for me? And then when she was really, when she didn't really care about my prayer, she goes, can Celeste pray for me? You don't hear me though. Prayers of a kid can do many things. See, salvation, listen to what I'm saying, is our focus when we're sold out because we know how is real. I don't know about you, but how was real. Come on, say how is real. How is real. How is real. And we know the good news. And we have to learn to share the good news and, and be sold out to share the good news and let them know that Jesus loved them and Jesus is the answer for suicide, for pain, for hurt, for misery. He is the answer. Give your life to him and he will take away that burden, all that pain and hurt. Because if we don't and we go die in our sin and we're out there, we're gonna go straight to hell because hell is real as much as God is real. Everybody, everybody don't, but some people don't even believe in how the devil's already got you. 
One third of the angels were kicked out. Satan deceived them and took one third of the angels. Tell me he's not a good snake. He's already took out one third of the angels. That's why some of you guys, you, some of you guys are really good talkers. You learn a lot from your, 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 your stepdaddy, the devil. Especially men, we think we're good. Men, we're, they know we're lying. The men will open our mouth. And we're still thinking we're getting away with it. I'm like, how many ums do you need in the line? They know we're already lying. Then you look up and you say, well, then you ask the question, what, what, what'd you say? <laughs> I know, man. I married a, you know, FBI agent. <laughs> so <laughs> we know how's real and we have to tell them. You know, I always love this, 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 this illustration of this man going into an airplane. He's talking about sharing the gospel. I heard this like 20-some years ago. He goes into the airplane, and, and, and he goes there, and, and he, he he's, he's, has a, they throw on a, what do you call it, a parachute on him. And, and they, he's sitting down there. He says, hey, man, I get uncomfortable with the parachute. And, and then they bring him the the. the the coffee, they bring him coffee, and he's drinking the coffee, and he spills on him. So he starts getting mad, mad, I'm uncomfortable, and they got this coffee, and he takes out the backpack and throws it on the ground. He gets all mad, I forget this dumb um, parachute. Man, I'm fine. He starts drinking, he's relaxing. The crane has an issue, and everybody starts jumping out, but he can't find his backpack because it was uncomfortable because he didn't like it because he got hurt by it. So he dies when he dies. But now let's switch the script. You tell them, keep this backpack on at all times. It might be uncomfortable. You might not like it, but it will save your life if something happens. So then when he drinks and he's sitting down and gets uncomfortable, he goes, oh, man, I better find a good comfortable spot because huh, my life is going to cost me my life if, it, if I don't like it. Or he comes and bring him coffee and he's drinking coffee and, and all of a sudden he says, he spills coffee. Oh, man, I better be more careful. I don't want to spill this coffee because I, you know, I don't want to hurt myself here plane crashes, he jumps out and he's all happy. See, that's the way sharing the good news. We tell them, hey, Jesus loves you and he died on the cross for you and he wants to set you free. And if you accept him, he'll set you free from out, from the pits of hell. Come on, somebody. And so we have to be willing to share because sometimes they don't even know they're, they're burning their flames already. So, so we have to learn to someday share the gospel. Let me give you another one. We're almost done. A sold-out individual learns to commit himself to Jesus. Someone say commit. Yes. Commit himself to the Lord. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. 2, verse 20. Everybody okay this morning, tonight? Yes. Amen. Good. Galatians. When you have it, say amen. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 says these words. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. In the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. He said, it's, it's not me. I, 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 it's, it's, I'm living for God. I live for the Lord. See, when you're committed to God, there's a lot of stuff that we have to begin to do. 
and that we battle with. And I want to just read one scripture, and I think that'll be enough for us. Hallelujah. Go to Luke. Luke chapter 9. Mm. Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9, verse 23. Then he said to them, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it a man to gain the whole world and is himself destroyed or lost? For whoever is ashamed of me and my word of him and the son of man will be ashamed of him when he comes to his glory and he is and to his father and the holy angels. My God. Even before in this, when Jesus begins to talk, he looks to the crowd and Jesus says, does this offend you? And the Bible says that many left that day after that. Because it was a hard thing. He was trying to get them, I know you love me, but you're not sold out for me. I need you to be sold out because I'm here to change the world. I'm here to save the world. And I need disciples that are willing to deny themselves. When you're committed to Jesus, you begin to deny yourself. You start putting Jesus first. He says a couple scriptures throughout the Bible that they are really confrontational. Jesus uses some scriptures that are really like, I don't understand. And I'm going to say one, he says to them, he says, you have to hate your mother, hate your father, hate this and hate that and hate that. Now that word hate simply means to love them less and to love me more. Come on, somebody. To love me more. Why is that? It's because you know and I know if it wasn't for Jesus, we wouldn't be doing good the way we are. We can try to do good and we'll do good in the hood for a little bit. But then we go back in the revolving door. And the people will get out of jail. They do good. I'm never going to miss up, baby. I love you, sweetheart. And you're going to get a job. And you get a job. And you start hanging around the boys. And around the boys. And then you go back to the connection. Then you're all struck out. All messed up again. And there you are again. Then you say, oh, no. And then you cry out to Jesus. And Jesus changes your life. And you get back to the ball again. And there you go again. And you're going for it. And then you watch it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And so we have to understand, we can move to a different city, you know that, and we can still find the connection. Oh, I don't know what here. You can still move to a different, whole different city or different state, and you can still find trouble. That's what the Bible says, leave me not into temptation. You know why he said leave me not into temptation? Because I can find it myself. So, but if we just learn to say, Jesus, okay, I'm going to deny myself. I'm going to deny the pleasures of my flesh, the appetites of my eyes, the pride of life. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to put you first. 
Come on, when's the last time we put Jesus first? Really, listen to what I'm saying. Because people tell me, well, I'm waiting for the Lord to speak to me. And God speaks to you, and you still don't listen. I know a lot of stubborn people like that. I know a lot of people. I know a lot. People say they put God first, and you know you don't. Because it hurts to put God first. It'll strip you. It'll tear at you. It'll mess with you. It'll try to, it'll be like, ah. But after you're done with all that, you'll be okay. Because it's your flesh fighting him. It's not your spirit, it's your flesh. It's your flesh. Because what does the Bible say in Corinthians? In Corinthians, 1 Corinthians says these words, and it, because our flesh is too much. I know none of you guys, but you know, just me, hallelujah, just the pastor. It says, for the, verse, 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 1.18 says, For the message of the cross is foolish to those who are perishing, but to those who are being saved, it is the power of God. And so putting God first and listening to what God is saying and the message of the cross should enhance you spiritually, but your flesh will fight it. So when you're committed to Jesus, church, what are you saying? You're Jesus-driven. Oh, it is Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh, pastor, but you're, you're, you're being a fanatic. No, I'm being Jesus. You're going overboard. That's why I've gone this far, because I've been overboard. That's why he's done so much. Because I'm sold out. I've given my 20s to the Lord. I've given my 30s to the Lord. I've given my 40s to the Lord. And I'm moving into my 50s. Lord, help me, Jesus. <laughs> this is, and this is what I need you to see what a sold out person is too. Last one. A sold out individual is not perfect. So get that out your head. Oh, like the pastor is perfect. No, I'm not perfect. God forbid I mess up the whole church. A soda individual is not perfect. You're just willing to get up, dust yourself, and keep going forward. You says, uh-uh, let's go. I'm growing by the grace of God, by the mercy of God, by the love of God. I'm getting up. You, 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 you show that, that you love God by getting up. Someone say, get up. Someone says, get up. Say, dust it off. Get up. Dust it off. Say, get up. Dust it off. You got to understand what I'm saying. We, we, we are, I'm trying to give you a picture. And there's so much more to being sold out. But this is basically what I'm trying to tell you. We need to get back to Jesus. Come on, somebody. We need to get back to Jesus. Jesus, Jesus in our home. Jesus in our lifestyle. Jesus, come on, somebody, and, and be motivated by our, be motivated by Jesus. Jesus, it's gotta be Jesus. It's not us. It's Jesus, man. Not my will, but your will be done. There's a lot of men in the Bible who've made mistakes, but they're willing to get up, and they still finish strong. 
David was known as the man after God's own heart. And I was teaching the men and women yesterday, excuse me, Monday, yeah, Tuesday yesterday, on how Jesus, excuse me, how David was able to get right with God and still get up and finish strong. Come on, somebody. You and I can finish strong. You and I can still finish what God called you to do. Some of you, God's calling you to get back where you belong. But you haven't been sold in a while because it shows. You still got lights and you still got a bed inside there. You still got a shelf inside there. And all those represent something. I ain't got time to break all those down for you today. But we've got some stuff inside our storehouse of our hearts and our lives. And it keeps us staying stuck. And we're not doing what we should be doing. And we get mad at everybody else, but we don't fix ourselves. So I want to challenge you this morning, all stand, to say, you know what? There's some things I need to get out of me. I need to get back and be sold out. I need to be a sold out generation. Oh, there's some things that I need to get out of me. Maybe I didn't say it, or maybe there's something there that you know you need to get out of you that's slowing you down, that's hindering the process that God's doing with you. There's a process to everything, church. Allow God to do what he's going to do with you. Allow yourself to be sold out. If all of us would be sold out, there would be no room. God, we empty hell and fill up heaven. Come on, somebody. Hell will be start getting empty and heaven start being full. I want to challenge you to reach out this week to somebody. Somebody you know and says, you know what? Talk to them. Call them. Say, I'm bringing you to church Sunday. We're going to come. We're going to come. We're going to enjoy service. Come on. I want you to come with me. Come on. Come on, reach out, be sold out to reach others. We need to, we need to. Just call them and, 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 and bug them. Just come on, come on, come on, come on. You know how it is. That's how I got saved. My homeboy Wero came, knocked at the door, and I was all strung out. I was right there in my, in my, in my room, came back. You know, you know how we do None of you guys, but I know me. And he told me, I want to go to church with me. And I was like, okay, I'll go to church with you. This Sunday, wait, this Sunday. And I'm like, dang, and I've said my mouth when I said that. I'm like, I'm a man of my word. I'm like, dang, he's gonna come and I'm gonna have to go with him. So he came knocking on my door and man, it was early in the morning. I hit knocking on my door, that man got up, went to church. The pastor's preaching. And I'm like, this fool's talking about me. I'm like, who you man, what are you told him? I didn't say nothing. I'm like, yeah, you did, man. So he starts preaching the message. I'm like, man, so I got my sunglasses on. I'm, you know, I'm little, I'm little, you know, hello. In the back row, in the back row, the sinner's row. Man, he's like, yeah. Man, I'm like, man. And so I go to the restroom, man. And I open the door, go to the restroom, and, and I grab a hold of the toilet. Hello. Grab a hold of the sink. And I was like, I'm not going to cry, man. I picked up my glass. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry, man. Oh, okay. oh. And I you know, got to hold my image, you know. Came back in, put my glasses down, came back out. Walked in the church. I'm sitting there, and they do the altar call. I didn't, 
I didn't go to the altar, but a seed was planted. I didn't change my life there. I didn't, I wasn't hooping and hollering, but I, something planted, it was a seed. And it got water over the years. So when I was sitting in a cell, and I was right there in that cell, and I said, hey man, that, that funny preacher that was preaching, Lord, if you're real, get me out of this. He says, you, you, you're saved, you save. And I don't know how, I don't remember what I said, but all I said, Lord, save me. And I remember everything turned and the Lord released me and got me out of jail. And all of a sudden I found myself in a program for two years. And I was like, why? Because a seed was planted that finally gave birth years later. So I'm telling you, don't stop telling people about the gospel of Jesus Christ. It changes lives. It changes lives. One plants, one waters, but God brings the increase. God brings salvation. You're here today and say, Pastor, that's me, man. You're here today and say, man, I, I need Jesus, man. I need to get things right with God. There's some things missing in my life. I want you to come. Come. Come now. Come now. Come now. God spoke to you. Come. Come. The altars are open. You say, man, I need, I, need, I, I need to do what you call me to do. I need to be sold out. You're saying, I haven't been sold out the way I should. I need to, I need to, I need to be sold out for Jesus. Oh, there's some things I need to let go. There's some stuff I need to let go, man. Oh, hallelujah. I need Jesus in my heart. I need to get Jesus back to be Lord of my life. I need Jesus to be number one. I, I, I need it. I need Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I've been fighting. I've been fighting my will. I've been fighting the will of God. I've been fighting and I've been fighting and I, and I keep on surrendering to myself. Oh. God, you know your people, God. Oh. Do nothing different, expect nothing different. Listen to what I'm saying. Do nothing different, expect nothing different. something different expect something different oh hallelujah 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 Lord oh Jesus hallelujah oh Jesus hallelujah 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 the Bible says I stand at the door of your heart and I knock if any man opened that heart, I will come in and dine with him and you with me. He says, open your heart. I'm here. Salvation is here. Deliverance is here. A fresh start is here. And we're here today saying, God, here I am. Here I am. Here I am. I want you to repeat this after me. Say, Jesus, wash me with your precious blood. Forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart and set me free. Thank you for delivering me and breaking every yoke and every bondage in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a big clap, offering. We're not done yet. Oh, but if you said that prayer, God's forgiven you. This is a fresh start. This is a new start for the rest of your life. It's now to plug into the church, reach your word, get involved, let God use your life. But we're going to pray with you right now. And just stay where you're at. We're going to pray with you. If you're going to move 
from glory to glory to glory. And if you're going to mature as a believer, you need to be sold out. You need to sell out. You need to. The biggest mistake that Christians do is they hold on to their sin and they hold on to Jesus. And they think they can sin and serve the Lord. That's the, that's the issues that why we have a bunch of people who don't grow up and mature in church. So this generation now, we're moving to a new generation, says, no, I'm selling out. I'm going to do what you call me to do, Father. I'm going to do everything you call me to do. I'm going for it. I'm going for it. Come on, just begin to get a hold of God. Come on, just begin to cry to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.